Welcome to Here's the Caveat, an international leadership podcast. Business coach Bob Reich tackles the issues that plague business professionals today. With candor and transparency, he provides real-life answers to the real-world issues with his years of experience and practical wisdom. He will inspire you with value and provide you with practical answers to help you navigate through life's greatest circumstances. Welcome to Here's the Caveat. Take it away, Bob. Welcome to Here's the Caveat, an intentional leadership podcast with Coach Bob Risch. I'm Bob Risch, your host, and I thank you for joining us this week on Here's the Caveat. In these past few weeks, we have been speaking about the caveat of leadership, thinking different about being a leader. Historically, in the past Leaders have always been about problem-solving and finding solutions. The caveat is, in this series, the the caveat of leadership, it's not about solving the problems and finding solutions. It's about being that navigational leader to help somebody else become a better leader. Having that navigational focus. Navigating someone else to be that great leader beyond our reach and into future generations. In our first first part of this series, the caveat of leadership, we talked about understanding your call as a navigational leader. Going from solving the problem and finding the solution to helping somebody else unleash their potential and finding that solution and solving that problem. Yes, it takes the credit away from us, but allows us to invest in someone else. It helps somebody else to unleash their potential in becoming a great leader. We talked about understanding the value you are as a navigational leader. It goes from the traditional great leaders of the past of being resolute and resolving issues to building the capacity of leadership in another person. As we talked about, running a mile is not something that you do immediately. You work up to it. You work up to that mile. Then you go to two miles. Then you go to three miles. And then you run. Next thing you know, you're running marathons. Becoming the leader is no different. Instead of being resolute and resolving issues, helping somebody else become that great leader by helping them build their endurance, building their capacity. We discussed understanding your paradigm as a leader, your thinking as a leader, where we go from knowing and focused on the knowledge that we have to learning who someone else is, to learning different perspectives, to learning how somebody else thinks and being focused on Finding people where they are and helping them become leaders where they are. It's not about us choosing the path. It's about us helping others to clarify their starting points, helping others to discover their destination, and helping them close that gap. Last week, we talked about understanding the strength of a navigational leader. Going from judgment to curiosity. It's really easy as a leader to 
see somebody and hear somebody and make a judgment about where they are or what they're capable of. The caveat of leadership and understanding the strength of what you are as a leader is going from judgment to curiosity. Stop thinking about what you know or what you think you know and being curious almost to the point of being nosy so we understand them so well that we understand where they're at and helping them become those great leaders. Not based on what we think or what we know, but based on their skills and their talents and their gifts. Today, as we finish this series, The Caveat of Leadership, I want to talk about understanding the process of a navigational leader. Understanding our resources. You'll hear me say over and over again, stick with your process. You'll hear me say over and over again, know your process. When you're climbing that mountain, you get to the mountaintop and you've, you've achieved some great goals, you achieve what you never thought you could achieve and you're, you're excited because you're on that mountaintop of success, I will always tell you to stick with your process because you're always going to go back down the other side of the hill. When you're in that valley and you're stuck in that valley and you don't know how to get out of it, I will always tell you to stick with your process. The same process that got you up the last hill will get you up the next hill. And oftentimes what we focus on is not the going down and back up, but what we need to focus on is the journey. When we're coming to the top, knowing that there is a downhill, instead of focusing on going down to the valley, we build momentum to move us back up to the top. We will always be down in the valley. We will always have down points. We will always have up points. Knowing that's part of the journey is one of the secrets of being a great leader. We learn in the valley. We celebrate on the mountaintop. The process never changes. And today as we focus on our process as a navigational leader, I want to focus on three points. The process of a leader is not about having the answer for our clients. It's not about having the answer for our customers. It's not about having the answer for those future leaders that we're hoping to become greater leaders. It's the willingness to answer the question. You've heard me say this over and over again. It's about asking questions. It's about being curious. It's about learning. Yes, it is. And we want to continue to do that. Today, I want to talk about going from having the answer to being willing to ask the question. One of the principles that I teach each and every day to people in many different industries, to leaders in the, sale, in the insurance industry, to the financial industry, to a dental industry, to a medical doctor. A leader needs to understand that one of the main principles of becoming a great navigational leader is the person who asks the questions is the person who is in control. Most sales processes are just the opposite. It's about building a presentation. It's about building content. It's about telling people what you know. It's about telling people what you have. We've all experienced the messages on LinkedIn and Facebook. We've all experienced the auto messengers that we get each and every day 
in our mailboxes and our emails about somebody calling us out of the blue, messaging us out of the blue, and telling us how great their process is, how great their content is, and how they can take us from six figures to seven figures, how they can take us from zero to $10,000 a month, how they can give us so many leads a month and guarantee so many clients. And the first question that we have in our mind is, they don't even know me. Why would they say that? Or we say, do they even know what they're talking about or who cares? That's my point, is they don't even realize that you're the one asking the questions and they don't even, they don't even hear the question, they don't even know that you're asking the question and they're assuming that what they know is what is going to make you want to buy what they have. They're trying to solve a problem of a need that they don't even know. They're trying to be resolute, and I, they have this solution. They're trying to tell you how much they know. They're making a judgment about who you are, and they believe they have the answer, which is the core of what most leaders think is great leadership. In reality, it's not about what they know. It's not about what they think they know about you. It's about navigating someone else to understand that they have a need. And that's exactly about, that's exactly what a navigational leader understands in their process. Today, we're talking about how to go from having the answer to the willingness to ask the question. Here's the three points that'll help you go from having the answer mindset to the navigational mindset of the willingness to ask the questions. Having the answer is so important to so many people, but asking the right question is what's going to help you become that great navigational leader. Here's the first point. Don't immediately respond. What you will find and what you have seen and experienced is when you say something, how often do people have an immediate response? You see it on LinkedIn. They already have it in their auto messenger. You, you may give a response. They immediately have a response, and they don't even know that you've asked. How often have you connected with somebody on LinkedIn, and immediately you get a sales pitch, as if they really care about you? Because they don't. They don't know you exist. And when you give an answer, they give another answer. Here's the news flash. They're not even on the conversation. They have pre-typed those answers, assuming what you're going to say. And I think that is the ultimate disrespect for you. Don't do that to someone else. When you walk into a room of people and you introduce yourself to somebody, how often do they immediately come back with a sales presentation or what they do? Or every time you say something to somebody, they immediately have a response, and you know they never heard what you said because half the time what they've done is they've cut you off and they've actually started speaking before you've completed your, your question or what you had to say. Now, yes, some of this could be from complete ignorance. Yes, some of it is based on a communication style. However, it has the same result. Don't immediately answer is my first principle. 
When somebody speaks to you or asks you a question, wait three to five seconds before you respond. What this does is many things. One of the things it does is it shows them that you listened to what they had to say and what they had to say was important. Oftentimes I respond with, that's a great question. I love that response. Thank you for sharing that with me. And what that does is it also gives me an opportunity to think about what is the best response. It lets them perceive that you actually care and you weren't ready just to say what you wanted to say, but what you have to say is a true answer to their question or a true response based on what they've said. It shows them that you care and you have empathy and you are a professional. Don't immediately respond. Even though you have the answer, and oftentimes you know what the answer is, giving that three to five seconds helps you to relax and show them that you are truly listening to them, but it also gives them an opportunity to stop speaking and be ready for your answer. First principle is don't immediately respond. Here's the second principle. Answer with a question. Not a closing question. Not a question of sale, selling something. Not a question about what you have and are they interested in what you have. Because that's the same thing that a lot of times they just did to you. Ask them a question that helps you discover more about them. It allows you to be more curious. It allows you to learn. It allows you to show them that it's not necessarily what you know, but you really want to know more about them. A great question is, is tell me more about that. Can you expound more about on that? Thank you so much for saying that. Can you tell me more about? Thank you so much for the question. I need to know more about you. Can you tell me more about this need? Ask questions that will allow you to discover more about their need. If the question doesn't allow you to discover more about their need, it shows them that you're not interested in their need. Because very few, very, very, not very often do they experience somebody that cares about their need so much that they're going to ask them more questions. And it also puts you back into control. It allows them to give you more information, which is exactly what you're looking for. So the first principle is don't immediately respond. The second principle is answer with a question. And here's the third principle. Say it in your mind before you speak it. Say it in your mind before you speak it. Before you give the answer, say it in your mind. Say the two or three sentences. This ensures that, number one, you're prepared, you're going to say what you need to say, and it will increase the chances that it will come out of your mouth more clearly. It also makes sure that if you're in a moment of high stress and you know things are going crazy, it forces you to wait three to five seconds before you respond. It's a very powerful technique. Understanding your process as a navigational leader is not focused on having the answer. The caveat is, are you willing to ask the questions? Are you willing 
to be more curious about who they are? Are you willing to learn? Are you willing to help somebody else build their capacity to become great leaders? Are you willing to help someone else unleash their potential? The difference between a traditional great leader and a navigational great leader is just that. Are you willing to allow someone else to become great leaders? Are you willing to learn who someone else really is? Stick to your process. The process is key. Whether you are going down into the valley or up on the mountaintop, it doesn't matter how you got there or why you are there. What matters is, are you able to continue moving through the momentum that has allowed you to become the great leader that you are? The caveat of leadership. Understanding your call as a leader. Understanding your value as a leader. Understand your paradigm as a leader. Understanding your strength as a leader will always help you understand your process as a leader. Because being a navigational leader is not about what you have, but about what you help somebody else to become. And there is the caveat. Thank you for listening today. It is an honor and a privilege to have you as a part of Here's the Caveat. If you would like to reach out to us today, or if you have any questions, you can reach us at 623-628-1996, or email us at coach at bobrish.com. Please follow our LinkedIn page at linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Robert Rish. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter under Coach Bob Rish or Caveat Institute. You can also visit us at bobrish.com and learn more how Caveat Institute can meet and serve your needs. Also, please consider sponsoring this podcast. Without your support, this podcast would not exist. It is because of your listening and financial support that allows us to impact the world. We have thousands of listeners in over 50 countries because of you. I ask you to consider sponsoring us by placing an advertisement on this podcast or donating at the link provided. Again, it's been an honor to speak with you today. Please enjoy other episodes and stay tuned to another episode next week. And thank you in advance for sharing this podcast and allowing others to receive the value that you have received today. Have a fantastic day, and don't be afraid to be great. This is Bob Rish signing off. See you next week for another episode of Here's the Caveat.